Well, hey, and welcome to another episode of the Becoming Better podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Krismer, and I'm so glad you're here. Well, on today's episode, Jason, Josh, and I sit down and we discuss the song of Zechariah in Luke chapter 1. We talk a lot about his son, John the Baptist, and, and his role, and really the role of his ministry all the way through the life of Jesus. But before you continue on in this episode, if you've not yet listened to the message from Sunday, you can go ahead and pause now, go listen to that first, as it's going to help this conversation make much more sense to you. That message can be found wherever you're listening to this episode right now, and it can also be found online at quadcity.church or on our YouTube channel. And as always, if you have any questions or comments from Sunday's message, we do hope that you join us at quadcity.church slash podcast, where you can submit your questions to be answered right here on the show. Well, thanks again for spending some time with us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey guys, good morning. Happy Monday. Good morning, everybody. We're getting closer. Closer to the Christmas day. We are 14, I think it's 14 days, right? Is it? Yes. My kids were talking about this morning. A little countdown move. Exactly two weeks. Yeah, we've got a little thing on our coffee table that says X amount of days until Christmas. And you move the thing every day and Porter always forgets. So I can never tell you. Does it say X because you don't want Christ in Christmas? <laughs> um, but X is actually what Christ meant. So, <laughs> Josh, don't be coming at me with your... I think we're actually good. <laughs> don't come at me with your biblical knowledge. I think we're actually pretty good. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, okay, banter for this morning. We've got a good one, I think. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Here's what we're doing. We're doing top three things that most people like, but you do not. In reverse order. So from most obvious to least obvious. Mm. Hottest take. Who's going first? Mm. I'll go. Jason's going first. Which half of our people are hitting the jump 15 second button. No, right they now. ain't now. They mm-hmm. want to know this. Not, I wouldn't say half. There's a couple, of, a couple of people that make it known that they don't like the banter. Everyone else I think enjoys it. Okay. So uh, number My, three for you. I don't know that I have three. I got two. <laughs> I could only come up with two. I'll probably... There's a lot of things I don't like, but uh, coffee is like on the yeah, list for yeah. me. Coffee's just so overrated, and people make such a big deal out of their mm-hmm. coffee. It's like there, it is a cult. The coffee world is cultish. And so I don't want to hear about your French press or your pour over or your Starbucks, whatever, versus the scooters, whatever. Everybody's got their own little coffee thing. And well, now I know you don't like coffee because you just mentioned two terrible coffees. <laughs> there you go. I'm just saying it's that's fine. That's the thing. So I everybody, everybody loves coffee and I'm out on coffee. Hmm? All right. Am I going to- Is that your number one? Or no, are we going? No, no. Are we gonna go uh, round we'll robin? Go, right, Let's right, go, go round robin. So I'll okay. give you I'll give you one. Um that it's pretty minor, but there's a lot of people who love it. It's just weird to me. Um, 
like bubble baths or baths or sitting in a jacuzzi. Baths. I don't want to sit in warm water. Like, it's just <laughs> gross feeling. It's weird. People are always like, you want to take a bath? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, who? T- my, my two-year-old takes a bath. They're like, oh, it's so relaxing. I'm like, it's not. Also, because of my size, it's not relaxing. But I also don't like jacuzzis. We had one at our house, and I got rid of it because I don't want to sit in warm water. Like, no part of me thinks that's enjoyable. My wife is always like, come on, let's go in the jacuzzi. I'm like, no. It's weird. <laughs> I do it because that's what you do when you're married. But and everybody loves them. I just don't love them, man. I don't love them. That's funny. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm there with you on the baths. Uh, that's really I, I'm weird. Taking a dirty bath water. You're just sitting I, in your I dirty bath. Years. <laughs> Uh, though Ugh. I'll sit in a hot tub, like if I'm sore and the opportunity presents itself, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, that'll help. Like that'll, <laughs> that'll feel good. So I'll do that every once in a while, but we don't have a hot tub. So it's one of those it's rare never, occasions. Yeah. It's never like, oh, let's do that. Interesting. <laughs> yep. Well, pub- I'll agree with you on public jacuzzis. Like that's, that's a lot of people's dirty water. That's a lot oh. of, there's a lot of, yeah. I always feel like I'm going to come out with some kind of disease yep. whenever I'm sitting in there and somebody throws those jets on. Nice. All right. Uh, okay. So my, we're going three to one. Um, I'm going to go, well, so let's go with the one that we've talked about on the podcast before. It's been a year, but Christmas music for me, not a Christmas music guy. A lot of people really, really enjoy Christmas music. Had lots of hands raised in the room when we talked about the people who have been listening to Christmas music <laughs> since Halloween. Ugh, lots those, of people raised those, those hands. Um, and I just don't think it's good, generally speaking. I don't know that there's ever been a Christmas song that I've listened to and would choose to listen to again. Um, I also think, uh, and really the hot take where it came from last year, is I think that if Christmas music was actually good, we'd listen to it all year. And we don't. There are some people who do. Or some people who would love to. There are some people who literally, in the summer, will turn on. They feel shamed because it's not Christmas time. That's right. Yeah. So there are those who do that. If you're one of those people, reach out to me. I'd love to <laughs> love to have a conversation. Love to chat it up with you. Okay, do you know what the m- most, I, I think I'm going to throw this into the sermon this week. So all of you podcasters, you get a little heads up. Do you know what the best-selling song of all time is? <sighs> Something Christmas, I'm sure. Of all time. Best-se- not, not best-selling Christmas song. Best-selling song of all time. Hmm, I wouldn't have guessed to that. <laughs> what is I it? I do now. It's what white, it? white Christmas. That's right. White Christmas. Bing Crosby? Bing Crosby. Man, white Christmas. Man, his voice is smooth. Is the best-selling song. Not U2, not Adele, not Beatles. Bing Crosby's White Christmas is the best-selling song of all that's time. Like, that's so, oldies Christmas. Yeah. So my point is, you're saying nobody likes it or we don't listen. It is the literal best-selling song of all time. <clears throat> that's Christmas. because it's from 1942. They didn't even make music in 1942. <laughs> they made lots of music in 1942. He wasn't the only one. It's easy to be best-selling when you corner the market and get it out early. Yeah, here's the other thing, though. In 1942, there was a third of the population of that's America. Fair. That's fair. And Beyonce ain't knocked him off his ladder. Nice. That's, so... Yeah, I think it's still terrible. Speaking of music, it didn't make my list, but I don't like the Beatles. I don't like the Beatles either. And everybody, and I'm a music guy. Everybody, you're gonna about, have the boomers coming I at know. you. I know. I just coming at you. I just can't. I've never been able to get into. Them. My wife loved them, but they're like a, they were on my. If I had a top ten list, it would have made it. But interesting, right. Jason, you're up next. 
a day at the beach. Oh. Oh, interesting. I am totally out on a day at the beach. But you go to the beach. Because my wife likes it. And I like my wife. Yeah. But I think a day at the beach is awful. It's just terrible. They are They are not great. Okay? So... You look at those Corona beer commercials and you got the, you know, five pretty people and they're lounging under a palm tree. That's not how days at the beach go. Well, it's just not. You go and there's thousands of people there and you got three different people got their speakers on and they're turning up their music. Nobody, you can't swim in the ocean. You can go snorkeling. You can you can't swim. You're on the beach, you can't swim. You're standing there getting pelted by waves, hoping not to get cut by something under the water. You, for me, I'm just laying there, and there's just sand in all the crevices. You have to bring all the stuff, and I'm just praying not to get melanoma mm. by the time we're done. It's just hot. There's nothing to do. You're just baking out in the sun. I find a day at the beach. Give me two hours at the beach, and I'm fine. That's fine. Mm. I've had enough. That's that's plenty. Day at the beach. Totally overrated. Yeah, I'm yeah. black, so I don't get in that water. So <laughs> really, not because I can't swim, but I don't get in water. I can't see the bottom. Of it. Man, look, you go to uh, you go to I, you go to Panama I City think, Beach. Well, or so that's what I was Huntington say. Beach. He went to all my, the really. My hot take about your hot take is you're just going to those weird Florida beaches. That's the problem. <laughs> that is very you're true. Going to the worst state in the union to get in some weird warm no, you water. You go to some... California and even in that water's cold. That's though. cold. It's yeah. not any good. You go to the beach there, and, and the most of Meraki in California, they don't even have good sand in the California beaches. Most of them, the sand and. Florida is way better. It is. And so, again, it's just overrated. Give me two hours at the beach, but a day at the beach, I'm out on. It's done. I'm with you. I'm definitely not going to go sit on the beach for hours. Like, I'll go surf, and I'll spend four or five hours surfing. That's a blast. You're in the water. You're having a great time. You're doing something. I'll go snorkeling. Yep. Or scuba diving. Mm -hmm. Love those things. But a day at the beach, just laying there, baking, praying not to get melanoma. I'm just out on it. Oh, I mean, it's a good one. It's a good one. That was a good one. So this goes to like probably some of our audience listeners, I'm sure. But I I cannot stand The Hobbit. I think it's terrible. I don't like it. The book, the movie. Yeah, man. I just don't. The whole Lord of the Rings ecosystem. I don't like the Lord of the Rings stuff, man. And I know like I'm supposed to probably because it's like Tolkien and it's Christian. I just don't like it. I watched the whole thing. One, it's terrible. I've read the, like, read the book. I read the books. I don't, I think C.S. Lewis is his, all of his stuff is so much better. Hmm. Um, and I'm grateful for Tolkien that he was a friend of C.S. Lewis and won him over to Jesus. But like, I don't like it. And you can't say that if you're a Christian because they like judge you. Like, how dare you not like the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings? So that is the one. I just, I got no time for it. All right. Yeah. You guys have any more or, or- I got one more. You got one more. Okay, oh, cool. so I'll, the, I'll do all three. It of mine, is then. the deadly take. Okay, that's okay. gonna just set people off. Mine will be quick. You guys will disagree. I don't like the National Football League. Oh. I don't like professional football. I don't think it's very good to watch. I don't think it's super entertaining. I get that oh. five times the amount of people watch that over the NBA. It's fine. I get it. I understand. I don't think it's half as fun. It just hurts. Oh, I'm also five ten, 150 pounds. So True. I'm not. I'm not engaged. It's true. Okay, interesting. It just hurt. It just more personally hurts. I tried this year. I will say, I did try hard this year. I watched a bunch of football games. Just couldn't get into it. Interesting. I'm not a huge NFL guy. I like the Bengals. I'll watch the Bengals. 
my wife is way more into it than I am. Yeah. So I, yeah, I can take it or leave it. I like college football better, but I like. I watched more college football this year than I did professional football. I'll throw, yeah, I watched the game last night. The yeah. Cowboys. The Cowboys game, the, the, the Chiefs and uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Chiefs in mm. Buffalo. That was a good game. That was wonderful. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, what do you guys got? Just, I've got one more. Yeah, it just hurt me a little bit. Yeah, sorry. That's all right. Oh. I'll go watch youth football. I like watching high school football. Like, so it's not, yeah, just NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't like, so many people are so into it. I just like the way that There's I am with basketball people. to where I'll sit and watch three or four games. Like, I just can't do that with right. football. Yeah, fair enough. You got a third? I don't. All right. I'm just super controversial, but I don't like dogs, man. I know you don't. I just don't like dogs. And everybody loves dogs. And when you say it out loud, people are like, you don't like dogs? And I'm like, nah, man, I just don't care for them. Like, I don't want them on me. I don't want them near me. I just don't want, like, ugh. I just don't like dogs, man. That's like, a hot take in Prescott. It's a hot take. And people be bringing their dogs to church and <laughs> this everywhere. People push their dogs in strollers. That's, that seems excessive. The, it's, it's, uh, they have legs. They were created <clears throat> to run. Inside the restaurant? That's a good one. You're hanging yeah. out with the dog inside a restaurant. You're like you look in, and I'm just like, you got dogs everywhere. I just, I don't like them, man. Like, I'm not mean to them, but like, I, nothing worse than this thing. Just, and then I got their dog hair all over me. And, mm. ah, so, just, I do have a lab. I just don't like, and I'm fine with it. And we, we have an agreement. So, we have our sermon planning meeting at my house on Wednesday mornings, and I have a big white uh, lab and he'll come and greet Josh and Josh sits down at the table and the dog usually lays over by me. And this past Wednesday, he got up and went and greeted Josh. And he's put his wet nose all over me. Just all, <laughs> and Rob is next to us and he's like, Rob's playing with it. And I'm like, man, stop. He's flying everywhere. He's everywhere. That's funny. And he was great, man. Like he... Like he knows, he knows. He stay, he looks at me. I look at him, and we got a thing. But yeah. I'm just like, I just don't want to. That just, was it. That was the funny part. Rob, <laughs> Rob was petting, like the calling dog. Him over excited. Yes, getting excited, petting the dog. And Josh turns to Rob and says, "Dude, if you're playing with the dog, you got to leave. You can't be sitting by me. I go to the couch with the dog. The dog goes in the other other side of the room, and you need to go over there if you want to play with the dog." It's fine. Like, I'll pet them. Like, but I just, I don't like, and everybody loves dogs. Even yeah. saying this, I know some of you right now have completely changed your whole viewpoint. Of yeah. And that's fine. Because I can really tell you, I actually like cats. I know. That was that's, the part. I was just yeah. getting ready to bring that up. You're, so, you're a cat guy. Yeah, because they're not needy, man. Dogs are so needy. <laughs> like, they're, like, they are depressed and needy. A cat is like a minute. Two minutes of your love, and then it can be gone for four days. It's wonderful. <laughs> I don't mind that. I don't it's like wonderful. cats that much. Wonderful. Of course, he's allergic. So. It's fantastic. It's like, oh, yeah, it's great. Hey, hang out. Nope, you don't hang out anymore. Okay, I'll see you later. That's <laughs> great. It's just perpetual need of a dog. Mm. Like, oh. Uh, so that's my, yes. that's my very hot take. Sure and hot I know take. people, again, are probably really upset. That's okay. That's really good. So similarly, there's a cult-like following of this last one uh, for me as well. Um, I don't like Disneyland or Disney World. Amen, bro. Dis- Disney-themed theme Let's parks. Let's go. Amusement <laughs> parks are not 
good for I mean for kids they might be a good time. Oh. who knows kids might enjoy them but that's oh. kind of that's kind of where it ends for me my man there are grown people who go on their honeymoon oh yeah oh, what okay. are we doing look 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 it gets worse than that we once had a family in our church <clears throat> uh, this probably 10 12 years ago and they built their house and one of the big things about Disneyland is what's called the hidden Mickeys. Okay. So you have in all of the different rides and all the different decorations, even in the car, you'll find these little hidden Mickeys. And part of the joy of Disney is you go try to find all the hidden Mickeys. Is it joy? I'm just telling you what that's the thing. Google up hidden Mickeys. I'm sure. I I know hidden Mickey, but I'm just not sure that the word joy comes to my mind. These people put them all in their house. Hmm. Like literally in their house, on their mantle, they had a little Mickey carved out in the mantle on their fireplace. They were all over. They were such huge Mickey people, Disneyland people, that they had hidden Mickeys all in their house. Hmm. That's another level. Yeah, so we went. When was that that we went, Josh? 21. 21. Yeah, tw- yeah well, uh, May, right? October. Like our, oh, was it October? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we 21. went to Beach. Uh, we took the staff and uh, had a little half day, whatever, at Disneyland. And, like, that was fun because we were with the team. Like, that was the, yeah. the extent of the fun. It was cool to be there, whatever. I've been a bunch of times. Really? A, a bunch of times. Uh, both to Disneyland. I went to Disney World once as a kid. Interesting. I've been a bunch Never by choice, really. Um, and I still would choose, like, so in Illinois where we grew up, uh, we moved north to Chicago when I was young uh, to Gurney. The only thing you'd know about Gurney is two things. Gurney Mills is a big mall there. It's like the only mall in proximity. Uh, and Six Flags Great America. And the Six Flags was awesome. So we'd go to Six Flags all the time, had great roller coasters, tons of fun rides. And for me, that's why you would go to an amusement park is less about the theme of the thing. I don't really care mm. about that. Like Disney movies, the characters, I, I don't care about that. But if there's some cool rides, like I, I'm good with that. That sounds super fun. To whereas by like none of the rides at Disneyland are good. Like they're for an adult, they're they're not enjoyable rides. There's some cool experiences. Interesting. The Star Wars thing we did was neat. Like that was a neat experience. They did a good job. But I'd rather go on a roller coaster. I don't like any rides. Really? No. Because I know who works those rides and puts them together. And I see those. Yeah, they said if we came in and just interrupted that you could play that. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right. Thank, uh, Merry Christmas from the others. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you. That's good. If you couldn't hear that, Tim and Joe just interrupted the podcast. So, thanks, guys. Our elders. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, that's a good segue probably into uh, the more important topics for this morning. <sighs> yeah, th- I'm with him. Oh, you love Disney. It's fine. I don't love it, but it's good. I don't uh, mind it. You've got a Disney walk. As soon as we walk through the, <laughs> as soon as we walk through the, wife. no, I ex- we experienced it because as soon as we walk through the gates of Disney, Jason's walking seventy three miles an hour to try to get to the first thing to the second thing. Oh, got to time uh, out this now, thing. Now you're gonna get now our our friend Gary Wilson's gonna be chiming in on the Disney walk. He, he, he our families went to Disney together a few <laughs> times, and he won't go back with me at this point. I don't. That's, think that's funny. I couldn't see Gary at Disneyland. Yeah. Couldn't see that. He, they were the first ones that uh, took us. So nice. Yeah, nah, man. The Wilsons. I'm trying to convince my kids it doesn't exist. <laughs> so if you, that's funny. I just we don't talk about it. It's I, not, we don't either. And I think Porter would love it. So I'm sure at some point. Oh, our boys it. are. Yeah, we. I almost went a couple years ago on like spring break. Like I was like, I'll, I'll just take them. 
And I was like, you're going to go by yourself? That seems unwise. And I was like, mm, true. Okay. Thought reverse. <laughs> I was like, Wait until they can get old enough to ride the rides. So all every one of my kids can, I think. No. Not Besides that well, the Amos. Not Amos. Yeah. yeah. Every, I think, yeah, pro- you're probably pretty close. Yeah. Silas is tall. Yeah. So yeah. we got a couple more years. At this point, though, it ain't cheap. That's no. the other thing. Oh, it is no. Crazy expensive for yes, a family of six to go to Disney. But yeah. yeah. I'm with you, buddy. I can't do it. Mm. All right. I'd so. rather do Disney than the beach. Oh. Yeah. I'd been, I would rather do Disney than go sit on the beach. But again, like I said, if we're going to go do something at the beach, I'm totally game for that. So. Interesting. All right. All right. Uh, hey, this past weekend, second week of Songs of Christmas, uh, we were in… Uh, the song of Zechariah. Yeah? Yes. How'd that go? I thought it went well, man. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it. Good. A good time. <laughs> yeah, I think you made the observation. It does, like, there is so much more prophecy in this song than, uh, like, we reflected on Mary's and so much of it was, like, praise to God and praise to God and praise, yeah. praise be to God. Uh, and this one was really cool in a totally different way. So I liked, yep. I liked that a lot. Um, yeah, I thought the way he told the the setup was great, right? The whole thing about the priest and um, it was a one time thing, yeah. And again, he's in there hearing all of that, and I would be scared as well. Like I would be freaked out. Makes yeah. sense. Like I I don't know what an angel looks like, but I don't think it's. We'll talk about that again. Yeah. We'll talk about that this week. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think it's what we think. But again, yeah, just all of that, the silence piece again, just being reminded of that, uh, just really, really, uh, really, really helpful. Um, yeah, and so then somebody did tell me, and they wanted me to share. Well, that, say it out loud. Who was it? It was Joe Ziz. So the one who elder just, who just came, barged in. Yeah. So apparently uh, priests were only able to be a priest, at least in the Old covenant which probably held over it said in old testament in numbers chapter eight uh they had to retire at 50 they had they could help with the duties but they had to retire at age 50 so they couldn't be the one in charge so good chance zachariah is probably younger than 50 and he says he is old and so joe would like me to bring up that Jason is three years away from priest <laughs> retirement. <laughs> so say whatever you want to say, but I think he's saying you may be old. Well, it according fit, to Zachariah, it fits. I, I didn't really. I don't think I said it at eleven, but I did at nine thirty. Like you get to an age, and Josh, I think you're there. Like when I mentioned, hey, when are you stop? When do you stop praying? Oh, I, yeah. for for the baby to come, right? You <laughs> like by the time you're in your 40s, it's like, oh God, please no. Like, please, I don't. And this is coming from a man who didn't have children of his own. So I didn't have children of my own. I adopted them both. And I'm like, there's been a couple of those little scares in the past, you know, six, seven years where it's like, oh no, oh no. You know, where you just, please God, no, I don't want to. And so, I think that fits. I think yeah. it fits. And so yeah. I think he's still probably by the time he's in his 40s, like, I, yeah, we're it, that ship has sailed. Yeah, my wife's parents that. were 40s when they had both their daughters. Yeah. And I, hmm. I mean, I was close with Amos. Mm-hmm. You, two years away from 40. 
and yeah. I'm doing all the math in my head always. Like, they're going to think I'm his grandpa. <laughs> I'm sitting up there. I'm like, is this your granddad up there? Yep. That's your granddad? <laughs> mm. Nope, that's my dad. <laughs> that's going to be great conversation. Oh, man. Right? Uh, because, that's good. Yeah. yeah. We just baptized the guy. Same conversation. Yo, that's my son. I'm not his granddad. And I was like, I mean, I did think it. Yeah, when you when you start qualifying it before anyone asks, yeah, you, you know, a lot of people think it, uh-huh, right? Yeah, uh-huh. for sure. And so, um, but yeah, so apparently you're old, and uh, well, we already knew that. Yeah, you're you got three years left to be a priest. <laughs> so if you're ever trying to do it, buddy, this is your time. <laughs> and then you can only be a helper. That's right. <laughs> like oh, you're man. you're you're too. But I thought all that was so helpful. Just thinking through all of those pieces of the story. Um, and then the part of like, man, if I was quiet more often in the presence of God, would I be more sure of my faith? Probably. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, definitely a conviction there. Yeah, that's that's really good. Um, well, we didn't have any questions come in uh, this week, but there was one note that we wanted to make sure we hit on uh, regarding John the Baptist, right? Jason, so. Actually, we did have that. We did have one oh. one question about John the Baptist. About yeah, it was, John the oh, Baptist. Okay, wasn't yeah, really yeah. connected to the sermon, but um, it's something we can for sure try to throw in here for a minute. Perfect. Let me search that down really quick here. Okay, here's a question. Um, can you expand on uh, the meaning of John the Baptist being quote in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance in Israel? So what they're referring to, for those of you who are just listening, it, at the end of chapter 1, Luke chapter 1, uh, verse 80, there's, there's this verse. So this is after Zechariah's song. And again, he's, it, essentially Luke has just given us a little bit of the his, history of John the Baptist. And it says, uh, so Zechariah has this prophecy about, um, about his son. And then it says, And the child grew and became strong in, the, in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. So uh, I think it's probably pretty simple. You know, the thing about John the Baptist, because his parents were older, it's likely that they died when he was fairly young. Um, mm. So because of that, and so apparently, you know, he grew up. Um, and then the thing that we know about him, what the angel told uh, Zachariah about, hey, make sure— that he doesn't drink any fermented drink. Essentially, that was a Nazarite vow that John was to uh, participate in his whole life. He was set apart from birth. And so it appears that that when John uh, grew up, when he came of age, that he moved to the Judean wilderness, and that's where he lived. Uh, and so I'm guessing from the time he was probably a teenager, late teens, early 20s, uh, he moved to the Judean wilderness, and that's where he uh, lived, and that's where he did his ministry. So most of the time when John shows up, whether it's in the book of Matthew, whether it's in the book of Luke, or in the book of John, um, you find him out in the Judean wilderness, and it is wilderness. And so he's that's where he did uh, began his ministry, and people would go out to him and be baptized. So I don't think there's anything specific about him actually being a child out there. I don't think that's what it's implying, but I think it's when when his parents passed away, he took his ministry and he lived in the wilderness, and then it was from the Judean wilderness that he uh, began to launch his public ministry. So I think yeah. that's 
probably what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good. And segues right into um, so then, right? Tell us a little bit about the point of his public ministry. Right? Yeah. So again, he came to pave the way for the Lord. And you can, there's a couple of great texts. You can go to John. And I love the way that the book of John frames um, John the Baptist's ministry. So again, we got two Johns, and it's a little confusing. John the Apostle, um, and then John the Baptist. So John the Apostle wrote the Gospel of John, and I love the way that he frames John the Baptist's ministry there in uh, John chapter, I think it's two and three, but just amazing uh, the way that, that, that John does that. But there's this amazing text in Luke chapter seven that I think really helps us to understand why John the Baptist ministry was so important. So in Luke chapter seven, you'll find Jesus um, uh, John the Baptist, I think, is in jail at this point. No, I'm sorry. Yes. John the Baptist is in jail. He sends his disciples to go ask Jesus if he's the one. And there's this amazing moment where Luke adds this amazing parenthetical note. And it's, again, Luke chapter 7. And it starts in verse 29. So if you have a red letter Bible, likely these are the, there's a paragraph that's black in the middle of all this uh, red letters of Jesus. And here's, here's what it says. It says, all the people, even the tax collector, when they heard Jesus' words, acknowledged that God's way was right because they had been baptized by John. But the Pharisees and the experts in the law rejected God's purpose for them because they had not been baptized by John. So when you think about the ministry of John the Baptist, we all know that he was out in the wilderness and he was baptizing people in the Jordan River. It's like, well, what, what was that? Well, it was a baptism of repentance. It was John inviting the nation of Israel to be prepared for the coming Messiah. And so thousands of people, hundreds and thousands of people came out and were baptized by John in the Jordan. And when Jesus comes along, so when, when we get to Luke chapter 7, it says, when Jesus came along, that the people who had been baptized by John, whether it's the tax collectors or the uh what does it say here? The, the tax collectors, uh, when they heard his words, when they heard Jesus' words, they acknowledged that his way was right, that Jesus' way, God's way was right because they had been baptized. So there was this something in the surrendering in baptism that determined whether or not they were going to believe and accept Jesus when he came. That moment of surrendering in baptism to John was like turning over the soil of their soul so that when the seed of the gospel that Jesus preached fell on it, it would take root and blossom. But for those who refused to be baptized by John, for those who refused to uh, uh, participate in this baptism of repentance, their heart stayed hard so that when Jesus came and spoke and the seed of the gospel was shared, it did not penetrate to them. So this is a great picture of what the ministry of John the Baptist was all about. Those who participated in his ministry went on to receive 
and believe Jesus. And those who would not participate in John's ministry, those who rejected John's baptism, would then not receive Jesus. And the text says they did not receive Jesus because they had not been baptized by John. So John's John's ministry was so important, it really did pave the way one way or another. If you accepted John, you accepted Jesus. You rejected John, you rejected Jesus. And you've got a number of cool stories in Acts as, uh, again, the apostles encounter these people who had been baptized into John, and these yep. interactions are just so, really, so, so, so cool, I think, yep. and help tell that story. Um, that's great. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, love that piece. Where are we going this next week, Jason? So this next week, we are going to the third song in um, Luke 2. This will be in Luke 2, the song Glory Excelsis Deo. Uh, it's actually the angel song. So that's where we're going uh, this coming week. Awesome. Looking forward to that. You guys have anything else to add? No, I don't have anything. No, I, I, I hope this just helps your all's heart to come to love the songs of Christmas because you all need it. I do love these songs of Christmas. These ones are good. These are great. <laughs> these are excellent. You're not going to go out and buy Bing Crosby's White Christmas today? No, no probably not, because I can stream it for free. <laughs> when was the last time you bought a song? That's a great Either question. I, I do. Okay. I still <laughs> <laughs> I still do. What? All right. Because I want it on my phone. I don't, when I'm driving to California to go to Disneyland and I get out into the desert and I can't stream anything, I want to have the songs on my phone. Yeah, you can download them. From where? Like if you've got like your streaming service, Apple Apple Music is what I use, Spotify, you can just download the whole thing. (sighs) Okay, well. This is a different. Oh. This is a different podcast episode for a different day. Oh man! Merry Christmas, Thanks, everyone! Merry Christmas! All right, we'll see you next week. <laughs>